What's up, guys? Welcome to the Instant Reaction Podcast here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Oh, man. My heart hurts. Uh, I'm trying to find the words. Iowa State uh, losing down in Norman 42-41, erasing a 21-point deficit, um, having a two-point conversion to win the game. Yeah, this one uh, this one hurts. But uh, first of all, I, I want to thank our sponsors, Carl Chevrolet, longtime sponsor of the Cyclone Fanatic Instant Reaction Podcast. Uh, if you're looking for a newer pre-owned vehicle, uh, Carl Chevrolet and Ankeny uh, and Stewart is uh, is the spot. Uh, the McFarland Clinic; those are the doctors that work on the cycle uh, on the Cyclones. You can hear them every Thursday night on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Doc Greenwald, Doctor Warmy, Doctor Buck, up there names at the McFarland Clinic. Uh, you know they were down there in Norman with uh, with the team, and they're the one that take care of our boys. Uh, and then lastly, the Iowa State bookstore. If you uh, if you are looking for Iowa State gear, um, anything like that, you know, if you spend your money at the Iowa State bookstore, that money stays on campus. Uh, it's tax free, and uh, and it's a it's a it's an awesome store. Um, so that's the Iowa State bookstore. Those are our three sponsors here on the Instant Reaction podcast, but. Uh, like I mentioned, Iowa State falling 42-41 um, to the number nine Oklahoma Sooners down in Norman. I got some different notes here. But, uh, oh, man, I guess the place to start, first of all, I'm I'm just going to say we have to have so much pride for the group of young men that we've got representing Iowa State University right now um, to be down 21 to that team, uh, to start the game the way you did, which I'll come back to. Uh, and still at the end of the day have a, have an opportunity to win the game. Nathan uh, comments there, resiliency. That's exactly what I wrote on my notes, resilience. Um, these guys never quit, uh, and they gave themselves a chance to win a football game that, um, I mean, <laughs> obviously people in Norman, Oklahoma, you saw what the stands looked like at the end of the game. Nobody thought that they were going to have a chance to come back and win that game, and, uh, and they gave themselves an opportunity. So you got to give our, our guys some props on that. Um, but it, when it gets back to the start of that game, Iowa State's got to figure something out. I mean, they cannot come out against teams like Oklahoma. They cannot come out against teams like Oklahoma State and give up 21 points, give up 14 points, whatever it may be, almost right off the bat, give up these big plays. And then when you get opportunities to make a play, uh, whether it's Justin Bickham trying to come across on Oklahoma's first touchdown and come up with an interception, Oklahoma's too good. When you get opportunities like that, you've got to be able to make the play. Um and you know that's that was that's one thing you know then then it's the Greg Eisworth play where he had an opportunity to go and get a pick six at the end of the day obviously I think got a stop on that drive they went down and scored that one really didn't hurt you too much um but then the Lawrence White one where he has the ball bounce off his arms it falls into the hands of CD Lamb play goes for 15 20 yards whatever it was and uh you know and then Oklahoma eventually goes down the field and scores and those are the things that if Iowa State is going to take this to the next level, if Iowa State wants to get on Oklahoma's level, they have to make those plays. When those plays are there, they have to make them. And too many times right now, we haven't seen it. We saw them do it in the second half, but they have to come out at the beginning of the game uh, and be able to make those plays. Uh, secondly, then, you know, the other thing that I think was a huge turning point in this game really could have changed uh, a lot of the you know of what the final outcome was. When Iowa State has it first and goal inside the 10, uh, 
you hand the ball to or you pitch the ball out to Brees Hall. He runs you up to the three yard line. And then on your second and third down plays, you run a quarterback draw. That's for a loss of yards. And then you run a speed option. I know you'd scored a touchdown on the speed option before. You got too cute. That was my immediate thing. We got too cute. Number 28 had been able to carry the ball for positive yards the entire football game. Give the ball to 28 again. Make them stop him. Make them keep him out of the end zone. And that's what... That was the moment that I think frustrated me as much as anything because I've stayed at that time. Obviously, I had an opportunity uh, to... I can't remember. I think they were maybe it was maybe to get within one score. I can't remember exactly, but I, whether or not what the sequence was, I think it was to get in with within one score at that time. Uh, you know, and who knows how the game goes from there. Obviously, uh, you know it's easy to nitpick, but um, it, that's something that I think we have seen too much from this coaching staff at times, especially this offensive staff. When you are in those positions, we're overthinking it. You know, like I mentioned, we're trying to get too cute. Why are you trying to do this quarterback draw? Why are you trying to run this speed option that you've run once? It worked once, but they were going to be ready for that in the same situation that you'd run it the first time. Give the ball to Brees Hall. Give the ball to uh, and and let 28, the guy who had got you down the field, let him finish this thing off. Uh, lastly, uh, the two-point play. Um, first of all, I'll say I love the decision to go for the win. I know that it's something that we're probably going to be talking about here for the next week. Uh, should they have done it? Should they have kicked the field goal? Should they have gone to overtime? I think that the right decision was to go for two, win the game. You got nothing to lose at the end of the day. You have been moving the ball on that defense at will for the most part. And even then, you run the play. Brock makes a perfect throw. Whether or not there's pass interference, I know that's going to be another thing that's really discussed a lot here over the next several days. Charlie Kohler was open on at the goal line. You got to give Oklahoma some credit too. Man, they they made the play. And I I just don't know how confident I would feel in Oklahoma go, or in Iowa State going into overtime against that team and win the game. You know, and and I know that the Iowa State defense was playing really well. I know the offense was really moving the ball well, but if you're going to give that offense 25 yards to get to the end zone, uh, no, I I wouldn't want to mess with that very often. I would I would more often than not like to try and avoid that. So, like I said, I I liked the decision to go for two. It's easy for us now to sit back and say, well, maybe they shouldn't have done that uh, because of the fact that they didn't win the game. But um, and then it, yeah, of course, you know, James mentions, and then I think Matt mentions makes a good point here too uh, about the pass interference. Was there contact? Absolutely. But you cannot sit back and bank on the officials calling a pass interference on a two-point conversion to win the game. They're going to let the kids decide who's going to win the game. And they did. At the end of the day, the ones who won the game, won the game obviously wasn't the ones that we wanted to win the game. But, um, man, I, I, I go back to what I said at the beginning. This was a heartbreaker. Um uh, because you gave yourself an opportunity to go in on the road and beat Oklahoma for the second time in three years. Uh, you probably really had no business being in that game. 
based on the way that the first half of it went. You give up 35 points uh, in the first half. You go into halftime down 21 to one of the best offenses in the country. Uh, and then you give up seven in the second half. Uh, you're finally able to force a turnover. And when Matt Campbell talks about how much he loves this team, you know, I know they're five and four. I know that they've got a Texas team coming into Ames next week uh, that got a huge win today over Kansas State. But this team is just, they're right there, you know. Uh, four losses by a combined 11 points. They are right there. And that's where those things that I mentioned before, the dropped interceptions, uh, you know, the the first and goal, that's where when you, if you can just get those things to flip a little bit, you know, like then you're right there. You're 9-0. You're Baylor right now. Baylor is winning these games. If anybody watched that Baylor game today, they had no business winning that football game, but they have figured out a way to win the games. Iowa State just needs to do that right now. Yeah, uh, Vernon, he says, again, the margins. Winning the margins, the details. Those are the things that are going to take Iowa State from being what I think right now is a good team to being a great team to be in a top 10 team, to be in a team that can win the Big 12. They are that close. And I don't know what it takes to really flip that kind of stuff, but like that's why I'm not a football coach either. And I think that we got the right guys uh, at the at the helm that are going to be the ones to be able to get it done. And, um, you know, I, I uh, yeah, the, the penalties thing was weird to me. I mean, it's – I have I don't know how a team can be one of the least penalized teams in the country and then all of a sudden just one day they get 10 penalties. The false starts deal, I mean I think we saw where the Oklahoma guys clapping. I don't know if Oklahoma was doing was on some funny business on that thing. Um I I wasn't on the field but uh you know I think uh that was that was just weird to me. You got to get that figured out. Those are the, another one of those margin things that um can come back and and bite you in the ass, you know. And uh you know, then there were some other times where they're getting penalties that it just it seemed really weird. And and, it, and that's where I go back to the pass interference on the two point conversion. They had they had not been calling pass interference consistently the entire game. I couldn't have told you what a pass interference was in that football game. I don't think anybody could. So, like, in that moment, you know, that's like a 50 50 thing, like, I don't know what pass interference is. So I, it seems like the refs don't either. You don't know what it's going to be on this two-point conversion. But uh, at the end of the day, um, hell of a fight for my boys. Uh, they gave themselves an opportunity to win a game um, that a lot of people in the country did not expect them to. I don't remember what the score predictions were from those guys on Fox Urban and Reggie Bush and Matt Leinert and uh, Brady Quinn and everybody, but uh, I, I think they all picked them to Iowa State to lose by at least two touchdowns. Um, and they didn't do that. You know, They had an opportunity to win the game. Uh, they did everything they could. So uh, thanks for tuning in to the Instant Reaction Podcast, guys. Uh, we'll have a ton more on this game here in the coming days. Obviously, football and random things on Monday, uh, as well as Jay's piece coming on Tuesday uh, and the rest of our uh, our coverage. Tough day for Cyclones, obviously, um, between this and then um, and then what happened out there in, uh, in Corvallis as well. Uh, which is a whole other deal that I'm sure that we will have plenty of time to, to talk about here uh, over the next several days. So uh, thanks, like I said, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to everybody on Facebook Live for coming in uh, and giving me your comments and and, uh, and, um, and giving me your thoughts. We'll have plenty more on this game here in the coming days, and we'll talk to you guys again soon.
Peace.